Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. Real people, real stories, real hope. My name is Sean Davis. I happen to be your humble host. And joining me as always, my wife, her name is... Just Jen. I didn't do some grand buildup on that one. <laughs> you don't always need to. Were you disappointed? Nope, I'm still just Jen. <laughs> No matter how you introduce me. Uh, No matter how I introduce you, nothing is more true than you are just still just Jen. That's right. That didn't quite come out right, but you know what I meant. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm great. The weather is starting to change. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Out here in California, we can actually see some blue sky today. Yeah. So this is this is awesome. It's very fallish. You feel like it's fallish? Yeah, it's a little cooler. I don't feel like it's fallish. It's definitely fallish. Well, you're still wearing a tank top. So. I know, and I sat in here with a blanket on, so. Oh. That's how I know. The beginning of blanket season for Jen. Yes. Jen Jen has got about a uh, two to three degree temperature range. If it's <laughs> under the two to three degrees, she's cold. If it's over the two to three degrees, she's hot. And if it's right in the in between, she's okay. Yes. Like when I'm driving in my car, yeah. it's either all the way cold or all the way hot. There's yeah, there's no, no middle. Between. There's no, no like no. you don't, you don't do middle temperature. No, I just am cold or hot. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> to to the ever growing frustration of our children. Oh my gosh, mom! Like, like you got it on on high or oh my god. Oh, I can have it on high in the middle of summer. Like so, literally, it can be like sixty five degrees on, mm-hmm. and she's got the heat blasting in the car. Right, because I don't want the air on. What is your ideal temperature? Is it like 70, 71, 72? What do you think it is? Mm, 86. Jennifer, like, really? Yeah, I think that's comfortable. That's melt your face off hot. No, it's not. It is. It's 106. No. Yes. Eight, really? 86, 86 is your comfortable temperature? That's not, that's too hot. No, it's not. Really? It's enjoyable. Really? Yes. Well, I'd, for me, yeah. you want to know what mine is? What? Probably like 74, 75. Really? Yeah. That's cold. Oh. Are we, well, I guess the context would be different. Like if we're in a car, maybe it's different. If it's if it's outside, it's different. Yeah. You know, I, I think about being outdoors, being on a hike or something like that. That'd be like an ideal temperature because I don't like it to be too hot because then you get too hot. You know what I mean? Well, you know what my total dream is? What? Sitting in our sauna and it's 140 degrees. I'm so happy. I mean, you see me in there. It takes me a long time to sweat. Like I'm, my innards are cold. What? My innards are cold. I've never ever in my life heard that term before. My bones are cold. So I have to wait till I get really, really hot to sweat. Why don't you say bones? Because it's my innards and my bones. What are innards? Guts. Jennifer. <laughs> well. That's gross. Well, it's, you have them too. I know, but you, you made me remind me of Walking Dead again. <laughs> Those are fake The lap, last episode of The Walking Dead, which we watch occasionally was very gory with lots of guts and so you just made me think about that when you say gutty i've never heard you use the term innards before in my life innards stop it i'm slightly uncomfortable i think that's what we talk about when we're taking the innards out of a turkey jennifer right can you stop they they have livers and there's yeah and you don't want to touch any of it you make me touch it all the time the neck they have the neck well in, that's not what the- that's what not what man thought <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> he's like really oh my gosh our Why youngest did they put this in the turkey our youngest thought the turkey neck 
was something else. Yeah. I'll just say. And he was aghast. He was mortified. He was <laughs> uncomfortable, as were we when yes. we realized what he was thinking it was. He couldn't figure out why it was in there. <laughs> what are we going to do with that? <laughs> oh, my Lord. I think that the... the Train has come off the yeah. Hope Radio tracks we, here. We throw that whole bag away. Nobody wants what's in that mystery I'm bag. I'm always curious about it. I'll eat the heart or the liver. I'm not touching it. We're not touching it. You're not touching it. You make me touch it to get it out. Well, no, the bag's okay. It's all in this magical bag, and it's like it's like a Cracker Jack box in there. Nobody, <laughs> it's a surprise. Just throw it out. <laughs> throw it all out. My right. dad used to make a uh, giblet gravy with whatever was in there. You didn't like that? I'm not trying that. You're a foodie. But I don't like weird things, and that sounds weird. <laughs> what is giblet gravy? Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody. I see your point. Yeah, see? Ew. All right, let's let's move on. Okay. You, you've had me laughing enough, but we got to do joke time. So okay. it's time to tell funnies. Are you ready for a funny? I'm ready for a funny. You okay. got a funny? I've got a funny. All right. What do you call a cow that doesn't produce milk? Useless? <gasps> a milk dud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those are the best candies ever. Until Milk duds? They, yeah, until they take one of your freaking teeth out. They're really chewy. No, those are not the best candies ever. Oh Reese's peanut butter cups are the best candies ever. I think I say every candy's the best candy ever, so. No. Yeah. There's only one number one. And for it's you. Reese's. For yes. you. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Oh my gosh, do you know what I fell in love with in Mexico? What? Reese's Pieces. What? Like, yeah, you did. Like E.T. You know, those are so I good. I don't like the, the, the hard part. I like I oh like it God. to be soft and gooey and no, the extra chocolate. No, it's perfect. And the, and the best Reese's are the ones that they do for the holidays, like the Christmas trees and the eggs and, oh. They all taste the same. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They, there's more. They look different but taste the same. There's more okay? peanut butter in the eggs. No, there's, there's more not. peanut butter in the snowman. No, there's not. Speaking of snowmen, I've got a joke for you. Okay. All right? Mm -hmm. What do you call an old snowman? Melted. Water. <laughs> That's kind of the same. Kind of the same, but not the same. Yeah, but same kind of. You kind of got it, <laughs> but you didn't get it. I halfway got it. You halfway got it. Yes. All right. Well, uh, let's move on. Okay. I've got a fascinating guest that I'm going to have on. And this is such an interesting show for me. Mm -hmm. All right. Because we're going to be talking to a person maria maria romano okay and uh i love this con so she is a dating coach oh she helps people predominantly over the age of 50 mm -hmm. find love she helps them get back <gasps> into the dating world and so i i can only imagine how challenging that is now yeah. for you and i we have no experience we have no experience in the online dating no. world we have no concept like Tender and Match and all these other ones. Like we've heard about them. We've heard from our kids what they're Farmers. like. Farmers.com. You'd be a farmer? Farmers.com. It's you, a commercial. You is can, that where you would go? You can find your friendly farmer dating person. Yes. Yeah. Is that, So that's the one you like? No. You don't like that one? I'm not dating. What about Christian Mingle or Christians Only or something? Isn't there one like that, that's just that? Honestly, I think they're all... My friend Gus would say it right. <laughs> I can't even say it on the radio. Say that they're they're all crap. They're all I'll say the nice word. They're all crap. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think that's one of the reasons why Maria, Maria mm-hmm. Romano, has done so well doing what she does. She's yeah. she's a dating coach and she specifically likes to help people of all ages, but predominantly people over the she's age a of fifty. Coach. I like, know. She's gonna coach you. I know, but like isn't it a fascinating subject? Like yeah. hope is like new love or right. relationship, especially if you're lonely or single. Like nothing more hope filling than to have the spark of a new relationship. <gasps> What's love got to do? Got, got to, to do, do with it. it. What? <laughs> like we need Tina, man. We need Tina right now. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what do you say we call her Let's and get her on the her. line? Let's talk to her. Okay. I want to talk. All right. Here we go. All right. I'm proud to say, happy to say, I've got Maria Romano on the line. Welcome to the show, Maria. How are you today? I am fine. How are both of you doing? <laughs> we are living our best pandemic lives right now. Right, Jen? <laughs> I sure am. Yeah. <laughs> we are making the most out of what we have. Exactly. That's exactly what you should be doing right now. Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited to be here with you, both of you. Well, we are excited to have you on the line. And, uh, you know, as I was mentioning in our pre-show, the subject of dating and being single and being, you know, over the age of 50, like I was really excited to have that discussion with you. But before we dive into that, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Where do you live? What do you do? Tell us a little bit about your life. Well, actually, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada which, as you know, is what, the entertainment capital of the world, although we don't have any entertainment going on, and the wedding industry. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I live here, and I basically, I, I'm a transplant from the Bronx, New York. I've been here for 44 years. Oh, my gosh. I came out when I was 21. And that's uh, and I was involved in the rent-a-car business for many, many years with my late husband. I started off with that. And I transitioned over and became a licensed minister. I love weddings, so I perform wedding ceremonies. And then, of course, the last couple of years, I've taken another path where I like to work with people that are 50-plus that are looking to get back into the dating world, that just don't know what to do, how to go about it. And I give them the resources, the tools, the confidence of becoming their own matchmaker. Oh, I know that's so needed right now. Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, Jen and I have uh, had a bit of a conversation about that because we're high school sweethearts. You know, yes. like I met her when she was 15. I was 18. And uh, we've been married for 26 years, dated for five years before that. Like, so we have no idea what the yeah. whole online dating thing. Although we do watch our boys do it. And yeah. It's very interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess what, what I'm curious about first and foremost is, you know, kind of your backstory. How did you, how did you get into this? Because um, I, I would imagine that this isn't something that uh, 10, 15 years ago you saw yourself doing to, to what you said already. But how did this happen for you? Well, I, you know, you two, right, you've been married, you said, 20, what, 20 plus years, you've been yeah. high school sweethearts. So imagine if you woke up one day and one of you was no longer there, right? Mm-hmm. How would you really feel? Well, eight years ago, I, my husband, Frank, passed away. I was married to him for over 33 years. Wow. And Frank and I were always living on borrowed time for the last 15 years of his life. And what I mean by borrowed time, you know, Sean and Jen, is Frank had a heart transplant in 1997, right? A heart transplant. Wow. And he was fortunate. He was really fortunate to live in Bridgeover. But we always knew we were on borrowed time. And I have to tell you, having those last 15 years were, was a gift. And when Frank passed away, I was 57. 
Frank was 69. He was 12 years older than me. And when you've been with somebody, right? Like you said, you've been together a number of years. What do you do? Do you feel like your life is over with? Do you feel like you, you know, you're not going to just hang up your hat and say, okay, I had one great love. Mm -hmm. There are, there, you know, there are many people out in the world for us. So I decided a couple of years after Frank passed away that I was going to go out and find love again. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, um, it wasn't that, it really wasn't that easy. And every mistake you can think of, I made with the exception of giving somebody money. And I really didn't know what to do. And most of my friends, just like you have friends, right? We, they're married. And most of my friends were married. And I was looking for advice and searching for advice. And, you know, thank God for my friend Rita, who is a marriage, uh, she's a marriage family therapist, but she also has been single for many years and she's elected to remain single, but she was out in the dating world. And I have to tell you, she coached me. And from there, I recognized, you know, there were a lot of people my age, a little younger, a little older, that were out of the dating world for a while. Or we've been in the dating world, and we've made the same mistakes over and over again. We've tracked the same individual. And from there, I just started putting together a a step-by-step process and a course of helping people to find love again. And, And really, there's nothing better in the world when you have a partner with you that you can share you know, your ideas, your hopes, your dreams, right? Yeah. The highlights and the, you know, the challenges. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that that's, I mean, I think that's a, that's a pillar of hope. I mean, we, we were talking mm-hmm. before that, you know, a, a new relationship, new love, the spark, you know, like that's, that's like walking on clouds. That's yeah. like, that's the fun part. That is, that is living life with optimism. And so I guess I'm curious hearing what you said, if you could just unpack some of the, of the challenges, some of the, the surprises, you know, because having been out of the dating world for so long and then all of a sudden deciding to get back into it, you know, what, what was shocking to you? What did you not expect? What were some of the challenges? Um, I'm I'm just curious. (laughs) Well, okay. I have four, I have three questions that I ask anybody before I go on a date. Because of this, <laughs> oh, these are going to be good okay, questions. questions. Right. Okay, so you're ready. Both yes. Ha- have you ever been arrested and convicted for murder? <laughs> That's a good one. Have, I want to hear have, the backstory behind that one. All right, but keep keep going. Have you ever been abducted by aliens more than once? <laughs> more than once. Yeah, and and do you own an AK forty seven currently? Oh, those are the primary questions. I... Those are the primary questions to me, and and just like anybody else, there are, you know what? They're just great stories that you experience in the dating world. I have to tell you that there are no bad dates. There are just great stories. And I going into the dating world, yeah, listen, I thought every people followed that the Ten Commandments, right? The rules. <laughs> You're gonna be honest. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, because when you get out there in the dating world, now listen, you don't have to use online dating. I understand there's other platforms, but today and in light of what's going on in the pandemic and I think the way the world is shifting, more and more people are utilizing uh, meeting people either on different Zoom platforms or different meetup groups, which is the same thing, and also online dating. And the biggest thing is, is the first thing is people are just sometimes do not portray who they are. And, and I really, <laughs> shocker. I, I'm naive. I'm a shocker, right? And listen, I'm, I was in the rent-a-car business for many years. So, yes, I'm used to having, when I interview people, 
right? We had over a hundred people working for us. We had a resume. And then you come, you go back and sometimes you, what you validate, you vet that resume. The same thing when it comes into the dating world, we just assume. So profile sometimes is not always honest and they need to, and pictures. Oh my gosh. I, the pictures <laughs> that you, and there are probably fabulous, fabulous men and women that are out there in the dating world, but because they don't spend the time and make the effort as they would if they were maybe going back into the professional world to either beef up their resume, highlight what their pictures are, they're missing the boat. And I, that's what I find. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I feel like in, in your situation, I feel like there's a catfish story. You've got a total catfish story in the, in the behind the scenes. Some picture of somebody that did not look anything like what you found oh, out to, yeah. to, on the date. Well, I have, I have cats from clients and just myself. There was a client, as a matter of fact, too. And I believe it was um, because I was helping her online. Sometimes I, what I'll do is I'll go, we'll set up a Zoom meeting, and then we will go through looking at different profiles together to give people some, sort of like matchmaking. And there was a gentleman that she dropped the picture in, and he just kept wanting to text and text. And I said, this is not normal. You don't want to just text or you, you want to eventually meet somebody, hear their voice. And it turned out, beautiful guy, Caucasian man. And it was uh, a picture that he got from some, I don't know, some movie store someplace in Europe, <laughs> Hungary. It turned out he was a completely different race. And he uh, lived, you know, just, I think, basically on the East Coast. And he was really fishing for money. Oh, So man. those are things, yeah. Yeah. You know what happens is we get so, and she kept saying, but I, but his pictures and what he said to me is, oh, my gosh, please. What are we hanging on to? I mean, this is really, who, we're drinking Kool-Aid or something that's late. <laughs> with some, that's what happens. Well, People I get hung up on that. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think, I think the, I think that there's a desperation, I would imagine, yeah. you know, like, like you, you, it's, it's, it's a hard mountain to climb. Mm -hmm. Like for you specifically, you know, like when you thought about, you said, okay, after a couple of years, after losing your husband, you decided you, you go dating again. And so you most definitely had to consider the social platforms. Like where was the first place that you began to search and where do most people begin to search? Were you excited to try the online side, or did you think, no, I don't want to even give that any attention. I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet somebody local to me or in my I own did, sphere. No, I did that. As a matter of fact, a couple of years later, I decided, okay, maybe I'll just meet somebody organically. You know, thinking that Prince Charming's gonna show up at my doorstep, <laughs> and it didn't quite. Well, did we think that, right? We have this this, this notion, and uh, a friend of mine introduced me to somebody. I met somebody through a friend and he was also a widower, but he was probably about 14 years older than me. Just a lovely, lovely man. And we wound up having a lovely relationship in the beginning. However, he was just on a different trajectory than I was, but it was a great process for me to get my feet wet with somebody safe that understood how I felt. They came out of a long-term relationship for many years. I came out of a long-term relationship. So that was a great uh, haven for me, but then I realized this wasn't going to work long term. 
So I, I started thinking, okay, what am I going to do? You know, hanging out at a bar is just not my thing. You can only drink so much wine, right, or whatever <laughs> it is you like. And, and really, it's, that was the way years ago, happy hour, things like that, when you worked, when you in the in the uh, world of professional world. Well, I'm in the industry of, I meet people that are getting ready to get married. So I'm not out there in the professional world as meeting as many people. And today, in light of everything going on, some people don't want to meet on the same professional platform. You know, you've heard of the Me Too movement, right, which has been a big deal. So people shy away from that. And I said, okay, what am I going to do? So I started online dating. I was petrified. I'll never forget the first date that I went on, and I met a gentleman at Starbucks, really nice man. I was watching him pull up in his truck, and then I was taking down his license plate number. I said, oh, my God, this is not really, really, this is supposed to be an enjoyable process, isn't it? Probably a lovely guy. I, I probably was so nervous thinking, is he going to kidnap me? Is he going to, right? Thought, my kids aren't going to pay the ransom. But, but you, you just, you go through all these things. And then eventually, you, you know, we go, you need to go on a lot of first dates unless you're lucky and you really find a great match right away. And you got to go through a lot of different profiles. Yeah, Jen, so Jen, Jen was me, laughing yeah. when you were explaining that story because I could totally see her oh, doing yeah. that. Like if she if she had to <laughs> enter the dating world, she would imagine that somebody was an axe murderer. Oh, they're all axe murderers. <laughs> like what else would you like? You you would just be worried. Like oh you'd be gosh, anxious. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. she she she'd probably have to have at least a glass of wine before she. Every everything that people worry about, that's what I would be worrying about. You know, like axe murderers. Um, you're going to draw, you probably have, wouldn't drink anything because you're worried about, is it yeah, laced? Is yes. it, is it this? Yeah. Is it that? You'd be texting, you'd be <laughs> texting. I might, our, I might have a little bit of trust issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's true. And it's no different. We have that maternal instinct without kids, right? Right. When they go to school the first time, when they fall, when they drive, we can't help thinking of all these awful things. But <laughs> when we get into the dating world, if that happens later on, it's like, oh my gosh, these same things can happen to me. My kids will be motherless. <laughs> my grandkids will be grandmotherless. You do, you go through, and eventually, and there are, there are a lot of, and people do have this misconception that this is awful, this is fearful. And it really isn't. When you know what to do and how to maneuver and how to look at profiles, how to vet people, you can vet them beforehand. And what's really the beauty about today is there's video chat, as you know, there's Zoom, mm-hmm. there's so many different platforms, house parties, that you can set up a call and see if somebody is who they say they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, right? You know, yep. you... Men are, hey, listen, you guys are very visual out there, right? Men are very visual. Mm-hmm. They want to see what a woman looks like. Well, you know what? We want to see what you really look like, not <laughs> what you looked like 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I can only imagine the games, the tricks, the the scheming, the, you know, I think that I think that in, the, in this age, one of the first requirements should be as soon as possible, something like that, like a video chat, because you, you lessen the chance that you're mm-hmm. going to go down a path for some extended period of time only to find out later that this person isn't who they said they were and i think the pandemic has really allowed people to embrace more technology and you know understand zoom video conferencing facetime any of those types of things and i think if somebody's reluctant to do that that's a huge red flag right off the get-go right and you know it's so interesting because 
uh, also, I mean, I had a, I have a personal story I'll share with you too, as well. It happened to me in the dating world, and I didn't let it stop me. But you're right; people don't say who they say they are. And I met a gentleman that living in Las Vegas. I've been here many years. That was here as long as I was, and knew some people that I knew. And this is about four years ago. And you know what? He and this is a typical example of. Sometimes we drink the Kool-Aid and he, we've so heard of the term love bomb, like he love bomb. You know, he made sure he showed up with flowers and he, mm. the candy and blah, blah, blah. It was great. And it was almost like a courtship. And I, I fell for it. I have to tell you, but this is where I tell people that you really need to listen to your gut. And this is, this is God talking to you. This is whatever you want to call it. You really need to listen to that inner voice. Because your inner voice always knows right from wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was almost going to get married to this gentleman. I have to, I was just six weeks away. The invites were out. Wow. And my daughter came to me. And my daughter, who's now, she's 35 and she was 33. She says, you know, mommy, she's like, I got to tell you something. She says, I, I'm, I'm going to support whatever you want to do. I love you. I'm just not a big fan of this gentleman that you're marrying. And she laid out why. She says, I really think you need to do some investigating. And that's where I really learned the vetting process. And I did. And I found out the person wasn't who he said he was. And I broke off the relationship. So we think, okay, that's easy. You broke it off. No, he stalked me. He stalked me for a year. He put a device under my car. We had video. I went to court. I had him go to jail. And that was because I didn't listen to my gut. And also, you need to listen to the people around you that love you. And this is what happens. We close our ears. We only hear what we want to hear. And this also drove me into the midst of helping people because there are many people just like me that have had something like this. Some people may be worse experiences, some less, and it should not happen because there are a lot of great people out there that you can meet. I marry people from all over the world. They come from all walks of life, all backgrounds. They meet online, too. So it can work, but you also you don't want it to be where you want to you want to make sure that you're not at a disadvantage that you have an advantage going into this. Yeah, I think dating is such a challenging thing to do in in general, but I think if you're doing it later in life, it it must feel like even a more arduous Herculean type task because you know Mm -hmm. the older in life you get like like to your point like if something happened with with either myself or Jen let's say something happened to Jen like I'm not a bar guy I'm not going to go out to a bar you know I don't the whole social media and online dating doesn't really appeal to me either that would not be something that I would want to do and it just feels like at some point you just kind of go well I I could do it alone I could be alone and then maybe you've run into somebody or something but you get what I'm saying Jen like would you feel the same way I'm I'm all about the eat pray love like I would travel and go (laughs) eat my way through all these places I wanted to go she would bump into somebody in France or something like that and next (laughs) thing you know it'd be a wild courtship but no online like right like why because I don't, I don't well, trust that. You don't trust it. I don't yeah. trust it. I don't like it. I don't want it. I would rather see somebody in person and it happen organically, like yeah. just magically. Well, you know, that's, that's, and I, I, I understand exactly how you feel. I've been there and there are many people that mm-hmm. have been there. However, if you want to, listen, it's no different. Let's say you were going back into the professional world and you were looking to go to work for a company. But what you do, you don't just send your resume to one company. You put it right on a site. 
that can then send your resume out to lots of different companies. And the same difference is that online is just another tool, but you shouldn't just leave it to online. You're right, Jenny. You should mm-hmm. get out there and still socialize. And I don't mean you have to be sitting at a bar scene, but there are meetup groups. There are different event right groups, but maybe you're involved with your local religious organization, your mm-hmm. church. Maybe you're involved even in a political affiliation. You get to meet people, whatever it is, volunteering. But you need to be ready for the process. And the process is especially if you've been in a long-term relationship or maybe you've never been in a long-term relationship. You've never, you've never been married and you're at a certain age and you're looking to find love again. You know, it's important that you, you get ready to find that. What happens is there are people, we hit a certain age and we think, you know what, I'm over 50, I'm 60, I know it all. I don't need somebody to help me. <laughs> but right, that's what you think. But you know what? When it comes to finding somebody or you come across somebody that you think you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want to know you make the right choice. Because if you don't, it can cost you mentally, emotionally, financially, physically maybe. But you've lost the most important commodity you'll never get back. Time. Yeah. And yeah. that's what the process is about. Being aware, having clarity, knowing what you want. So how? So let's talk about your day-to-day job in terms of coaching. Like, do, do you suggest that... You know, let's let's uh, imagine a prototypical female. She's 52. She's single now. She's decided that she wants to get into the dating world. Do you encourage uh, like a plan of attack, like a specific approach that we're going to take? Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to be vetting. We're going to be, you know, double checking. You know, like how do you do what you do for people? Oh, thank you for asking. That's true. Well, first of all, everybody wants to go from A to Z right away, right? They want to get out there and go on the first date. Come on, Maria. Find me my do. true love. Find oh, me my true yeah, love right now. Like, oh, gosh. I want oh, to meet him next Tuesday. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly right. That's what happens. You know what happens? Because that biological clock has set in and gone by you hit a certain age, right? So a woman's 50. So now what's happening is that mortality clock is setting in and we're thinking, oh, my God. We're old, right? I thought when I was 60, I was old. Heck no, I'm 65. But no, this is what we start with the process. Uh, I start with the process. I have a course that I've taken through that I developed. And it's uh, they can take it either at comfort of their home or they can take it with me. And we go through a process, the process of um, finding out who you really are. And especially when you hit a certain age in life. Because even though your lives have evolved, the both of you together... You both have grown in a lot of different ways, and you really have changed. And you're not you're the pace that you you're the, still the same core people, but your likes and dislikes and what you want to do in life have changed from when you both of you got out of high school. And the same thing occurs if you've been out of the dating world. You're divorced. Let's say you were married for many years. You divorced, or you're a widow or widower. You need to sit down and think about okay. So who am I? I mean, I'm no longer. I was no longer a missus. That was a big deal, and that's how probably a lot of women might feel. You're not part of a couple. But what do I want out of life? And, you know, what type of person am I? And what um, what am I looking for in my next partner? And that's the key thing, because what you were looking for, you know, 20, 30 years ago is might not be somebody that you necessarily want today. Not that, it, but it's changed. Your, your values might have changed. So you need to really sit down and write out what you know, we go through that process. And we also go through the process of really working on uh, loving yourself because you get back in the dating world. And I'm going to tell you something. You get your rear end kicked because your confidence can be shattered in just one conversation, one date. 
somebody ghosting you. So you have to be able to develop that thick skin and just really put it all together and just kind of rock yourself. And basically that's what my book does. It talks about that process. That's awesome. I, I, I just sat here wondering when you said somebody ghosted you and I'm, I'm wondering, okay, well, if you've never, if you haven't been in the dating world for 30 years, you might not even know what ghosting means, <laughs> you know, and, but that's like, that's like what sometimes people have to, to deal with today. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a challenging environment. People are just, it's easier sometimes to just vanish than to do the harder thing and be, you know, like upfront, Hey, it's really not working for me or I don't feel a connection or whatever. People just avoid the situation. And right. next thing you know, you wonder what the heck happened yeah. you know mm -hmm. and, and yeah the thing is you always think it's you and it's not you it truly isn't you just don't know what type of day that person had what's going on in their life you know i i get to meet people that come to me and say you know i think i'm ready to find love again i'm going to get a gentleman came to me a couple of months ago i said really he goes yes i'm a widow i said oh i got when did you become a widow he said a month ago you're not ready. Really? You're not ready. Wow. How could you want to get right? Wow. That's exactly <laughs> what I wanted to say. It was like, wow. That was a deep but, loving relationship. I can tell. Uh, uh, you know what? That was a very selfish individual. Yeah. And that's where, that's where the process like that. And that's not the type of client that I take on. I'm pretty selective because you have to be ready. I mean, you know, it's like throwing good money after bad. You you just really, and I'm very affordable. It's not like, but you really have to be ready to what a coach is always going to give you best practices, best advice. It's going to, the coach is always going to point you in the right direction with every, whenever you hire a coach to do something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, going out and hiring a trainer that's going to help you with losing weight and give you a diet and exercise. And if you do it, you know, you go out and you exercise and you go home and you eat the Krispy Kreme. You're just mm -hmm. wanted, you sabotage yourself. <laughs> Self-sabotage. Yeah. You know, you touched on something that I was going to ask you about. And, and I felt like there, that had to be a component of your practice too, is weeding out the people that are searching for your services. In other words, you know, Know, let's say somebody's coming to you, but they don't have the right intentions. You know, let's say some, you know, uh, widower is now looking for a sugar daddy and that's her motivation. It's not love. It's not, you know, whatever. So like you, I would imagine you have to do a lot of work with who you're working with to make sure that you're investing your time appropriately as well. And I think you already touched on that, having to weed people out or, or recognize when uh, the motives aren't true. That, yes, and it is true. And, and that's why, that's why I tell people you really need to be ready well, your heart has to be open and you have to be at a point in time where you're just honestly looking to find somebody that's going to just not complete you, but somebody that you're going to really enjoy. That's going to be a great partner for you, uh, whether, whether you're looking for a travel partner, or a great friendship, you know, relationships change. I mean, it, when you were younger, we're all hot and heavy. It's the Storm and Norman stages, which is you know, the intimacy. And, and, and <laughs> Storm and Norman. Well, it's true. Yes. yes. But <laughs> <laughs> but the intimacy changes as we get older. And I think sometimes some of us have this fantasy, men and women, that that's still going to, and it does occur. It just occurs in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you're right. And there's a lot of men and women that are really looking for somebody to take care of them. And, you know, you have to take care of yourself. The most attractive uh, person is somebody that's very confident. And that's what makes them vibrant. That's what makes them sexy. That's what makes them, you know, who they are and draws people to is when you're confident with who you are. What does your practice um, comprise in terms of male, female? Do you do more work with females? Do you do more work with males? Uh, is it equal? Uh, you know what? It's interesting that you say that because I do have 
more females, but I do have a lot of men that inquire. And I do have some men. And the thing is, is sometimes men feel like, well, I really don't need to do this. What do I, again, going back to, do I need a coach? And sometimes your best coaches are people that have lived it and experienced it. And that's probably what sets me apart is uh, I, you know, I've lived all that. I've experienced it. So having, you know, been in their shoes and, and also giving them a perspective from a female perspective, because you get to go, you meet people, especially men, you go out on a date with them. And they don't, all they do is they talk nonstop. They don't give you an opportunity. They're telling you about how great they are. And then they then the end of the day comes and says, well, you never told me about yourself. You never came up for air, right? Yeah, you never asked. You never asked. Right. You were too busy talking about yourself. Yes. Oh, gosh. There's so many things. Yeah. That um, I offer so much. I do a lot that I give out uh, to my community uh, with this dating advice. And also, I talk to uh, people, single parents that are looking to get out there and find love again, because that's a whole other segment in itself when you have young children at home. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. your practice isn't yeah. isn't predominantly uh, people over fifty. You do work with others as well. well. Some as well, but believe it or not, there is a community out there, Sean, that there are men and women that have kids that are either in their fifties and they're just starting maybe college or still in high school. And you know who you date, who you bring into your life. You know you want them to be a role model for your children too. Yeah, so I could. A, I could see that. Difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, is there any geographic limitation? I mean, are do you, are you working with people throughout the whole country? Is there is or is it typically in the Vegas area? Or how how does no, that work? No, I can work with anybody all over the world. It doesn't matter. Computer, mm-hmm. Zoom, we're great. Phone, <laughs> we are great. That's the beauty today about uh, coaching and stuff. Is you can do that just like your podcast. You're able to just send it out all over the world. Yeah, and the same thing too. Exactly. So that's the beauty of, of doing what I do. Now, marrying is a different story. <laughs> I can marry here. If you want to bring me to your uh, to your side of the world, that's fine, too. But I'm sure they can find a great wedding officiant where they live as well. So in, in terms of the roadblocks that people encounter, you know, for somebody that hasn't even been in that world for so many decades, I'm just curious, you know, what the top three most challenging aspects of dating you know, are, is it, is it, um, you know, the lack of, of casting a wide net? Is it, uh, having too high expectations too soon of too few people? Like, you know, what would be the top three most significant challenges that most people encounter when they're, when they're starting that dating life anew later in life? Well, the first thing is, is that the, the negative, the three things that I come across quite a bit is, first of all, they have a negative sense of self. They don't feel that they're worthy enough or they're young enough, right? That they're good enough because they've hit a certain age. So that's the first thing. We feel there's a lot of competition out there. The second thing is, is the lack of knowledge of navigating the different dating platforms. They're afraid. They don't know how. They don't know what to do. And then the third thing is that negative perception of what is going to happen when I go out on that first date? Is somebody going to take advantage of me? They hear the horror stories, but they don't hear that there's a lot of success stories out there as well. So those are the three roadblocks that most people... And so how do you... One of the three. 
How do you, I mean, you, you almost have to be a, a, a counselor, quote, psychologist too, because yeah. uh, let's take the first one, negative sense of self. That's a hard one to overcome if that's your bias. I mean, if that's your, if that's your norm, you know, like right. it. So how do you help with those three, negative sense of self, lack of knowledge of the of dating platforms, and then a negative perception of what will happen on those first dates or first few. How do you help people overcome that? Well, starting with, first of all, the sense of the negative self, sense of self, is that where we we dive into, as I said before, is really finding out who you are. And I also have you write down three things that, three things that are unique to you that make you lovable. And if you don't know what they are, go ask your friends and family, hey, what do you like about me? Because we are all, listen, we're all a masterpiece. Okay, we all have, we all have lovable qualities about ourselves. And we focus too much as a society on what the external looks are about uh, who we are. Now, that doesn't mean that, you, you know, if you need to take care of yourself, take care of yourself. I always tell clients, they'll say, maybe I need to get a Facebook. Maybe I need, no, but what you need to do is you need to look healthy. Okay, that's the first thing. Nothing looks better than healthy, and that's going to attract somebody. As far as a healthy smile is important. The way your skin looks, and I don't mean your skin can't have wrinkles in it, but the way your skin looks says a lot. Do you drink a lot? Do you mm-hmm. sun a lot? Right? Those are things that what you're putting in your body. So you really need to start off with everybody has unique qualities about them that are lovable. Not everybody is, you know, made out to look like a Jennifer Lopez, right? Or, you know, <laughs> a George Clooney. I mean, that's great. That's beautiful. But we're, we, listen, we're not there. So you ha- it really takes time to work on that. And I work on that. They just need to go through a process of anytime they have a negative thought about themselves, you got to turn around and think of three great things that are unique to you that make you lovable. And that's one process. And it does take time, Sean. And sometimes it's not somebody like me. Sometimes they do have to go out, especially uh, depending upon what kind of relationship they came out in, uh, if, depending upon if their partner was somebody that constantly berated them and talked talked about qualities they didn't like, they might need to go find a counselor. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's the first thing is getting over that hurdle of finding a counselor to help you with yourself. And then moving on to navigating the, uh, the dating sites, you just need to, to understand how to navigate them and not just navigate the dating sites, but also getting back into the world of networking and meeting people and going through that, uh, you know, that elevator pitch is fine, but also not taking that elevator pitch and expanding it so that you can have conversation with people and, and just, you know, good dialogue so that you can attract somebody. And then the third thing is the, uh, the perception that everybody's out to get you, right, Jen, when you were talking about <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust anyone. You know, just yes. you, you have, but there are good people out there. Trust me, there are a lot more good people. God put a lot of great people on this earth. Sometimes we have those people that just don't have good intentions. They do come up, but you know what? They don't last long because I feel like we're protected in a lot of ways. Yes. And well, that, you know, like, yeah. I was just going to say, here's what ha- would happen with Jen. Like if she if she had to go out on a date, we have four boys. She would rally those four boys, and each one of those boys would take up a different position along the date. And there'd, there'd be surveillance. There'd be texting back and forth. There would be dialogue. Oh, yeah. She she would have a secret service team of our boys watching the whole thing. I definitely would. 
Yeah, I know you yeah, would. I know. So I know funny. my boys, yes. and my bo- my boys would probably be more worried about you than you worried they about already the situation. Are so protective of me. So I mean, nobody can look at me sideways because they will jump those, all over you. Those boys, they are fiercely protective of their mother. Oh my, yes, yeah. my absolutely. God, but, but I bet their mother is fiercely protective of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. There's there's no question about that. Yeah. Um, so as you talked, you know, I, I just really, in terms of the services, it just made me really aware that w- when you engage with somebody, I'm imagining that this can be a, you know, this is this is a multitude of months type of situation mm-hmm. because you got the trial and the air and the dating and the back and forth and the talking and the replanning. And so, you know, like, are you are you normally consulting with somebody on a weekly basis, a monthly basis? Like, how, how does that work to where you help to move them down the process, ultimately hoping to find love. Right. Well, you know, it is an ongoing process and getting people to understand that as well, because I, what I'd like to do is definitely check in with my clients once a week. So, and I'm constantly out there sending information, just sending them stories and just keeping them current with what's going on in the dating world and maybe what type of apps they can be looking at, different dating apps or making sure they're checking Eventbrite if they want to meet people in person. And again, we're just starting to get back out there in Las Vegas, at least here, out into uh, you know society with 50 people or more. I don't know what it's like where the two of you are. So I do that. But what's interesting is, is what I try to get our clients to understand. It's not so much, hey, you meet somebody, right? You had four or five dates, six dates, and you do you think you're ready. You're just right. You're on that path. That's where you really need to have somebody that coaches you. It's like the maintenance portion of a diet. And you right, you want to maintain that weight or that level of physical fitness. Mm-hmm. That's where you need to work with somebody because let's say something does happen in the relationship. We know that it, sometimes it takes a few months before you really get to know somebody. Maybe you decided even to move in with that person and things start to change. And how do you handle it? How do you blend your background, your family? Maybe you have children, whatever the case is. So that's where a good coach will help you look at the situation from an objective standpoint and not subjectively. Whereas somebody that's a friend or a family is going to, of course, be protected, just like Jen, your boys would be mm-hmm. as yes. well. But, but it's true. So that's where you need to go through the process of having somebody there. And that's what, when I realized that is, people think coaching is very expensive and you're right one-on-one coaching can be very expensive and because of of speaking to a lot of people and we have people from all backgrounds and right now in light of everything going on that's where I actually developed and I'm getting ready to roll out a membership program that is very very affordable where it gives everybody that signs up at least a half an hour of coaching every month Mm one-on-one and that's something that besides helping them maneuver the internet, maneuvering whatever um, areas, and getting my digital course as well, because my courses are are digital too. So I think it's important to be able to give people the tools, Mm -hmm. and at a very, very, I mean, very affordable rate, like under $30 a month. 
So, I love that. And yeah. we, we love your site, by the way. Yes. I love the colors. Oh, I love the, 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 the well, con- like yeah. you, when you, when you arrive at somebody's site, often the first impression you get is, is just like meeting somebody for the first time. Right. It's, a, it's either good or bad first impression. And I, and I loved it. I thought it was mm-hmm. a great, Thank uh, great, Thank great you. site. And yeah. I could tell that you spent some time thinking about that. And, and, um, so in terms of resources, what resources are available on your site? Because I, you know, for me, I'm all about hope mm-hmm. and I would imagine <laughs> right. if somebody Somebody is listening right now that has been single for a while and, and does not want to be single, would desperately like to find love, a show like this could be very yeah. hope-filling to them. So what resources do you have on your website that people can take advantage of to get their feet wet initially, learn more about you, learn more about your process, etc.? Well, first thing is they go in and sign up on emails and they'll get seven dating mistakes you don't know that you're making. Let's start with that. <laughs> Seven <laughs> mistakes exactly I don't know I'm making. I, I, I like yeah, that. There's three schools of knowledge, know. right? The stuff you know you know, the stuff you know you don't know, and then I didn't know I didn't know that. So, like, you're hitting <laughs> yeah, on that. Right. Yeah, some, yeah, that's what's the best. Some, you know, like, talking too much on a first date. There's a lot of things. So, if they can sign up to that from there, then I usually will send out a, um, a message if they want to set up a clarity call, 15 minutes, there's no charge. From there, they have an option. And then I also send out every week uh, when they're signed up on my email process, they will get different information. Every Monday night, I have Monday night with Maria. So I bring on sometimes different guests. I talk about relationships. The other day, I had somebody talk about feng shui and Mm. how feng shui helped. Right. Very, very interesting gal here in Las Vegas, Kate Wynn. I know her. She went to school with my daughter. I know her mother. So they have been astrologers and feng shui experts for many years. And that makes a big difference sometimes in getting ready to find love again. And not just love, but even in your professional life. And I also brought on somebody, Jamie Lee. I think you know who Jamie yes. Lee is. She's from Animal Bots. Yes, loved her. Right. Isn't, so we talked about, from the dating perspective, how, you talked about blending families. How do you blend pets together? right into the date when you meet and how do you discipline your pets and do you let somebody else discipline your pets just like kids Mm. so every monday there can always they have access to that that's all free and then of course on my site there's my membership site which i'm rolling out which is an affordable 27 dollars a month which is yeah which is really an inexpensive way to get you know a half hour coaching every month and accessibility to me and it's not anybody else's me and I'm always putting out resources of information, of you know, building a good foundation in a relationship. So it's all there. And the end result is, you know, Janet Sean, everybody deserves to find love, no matter what age you are. And you can find love again. Oh, I love that. I love that very much. I have a question for you, though. Have you okay. ever played matchmaker and paired up some of your clients? Uh, you know what? I have tried that. It has not worked for me <laughs> doing that yet. It's okay. It's all right. But And I have people come to me because that's what they ask right away is, are you a matchmaker? And I, I want you to know that, hey, matchmakers are great. But you know where they get a lot of their clients is they kind of poach them off those dating sites. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So just right. New spoiler alert. So what I'm trying to do is I like to teach people to become their own matchmaker. And that's where I actually, like I said, I sit with them on Zoom, share the screen, and we go through the different dating sites. Or they can share with me what somebody said to them, Mm -hmm. how should they respond. And that's where I help them. So matchmakers are great, I think, depending upon 
what part of the world you're in. Like if you live in India, okay. they do have matchmakers that work. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you're, I don't think you're, I think here you just, you need to be your own matchmaker. Yeah. Definitely. So what, I, I have a question about, um, if you could just share with us maybe one of your most memorable success stories, you know, like somebody that really was, you know, maybe resigned themselves to the fact that they weren't going to find love. They worked with you and, you know, now they're elated. What if you fall in love with someone you work with? I know, right? Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. I, you well. could do that because you're like, oh, this is a really great guy. <laughs> like, I think, I think, I, 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 yeah. you know, you never know. <laughs> that's, a no, that's a no-no for me. I can tell you that. Yeah, I do have that approach me. But no, that's a big no-no. Actually, I do. There is a, a gal that um, I've been working with for a while. And she actually, she, she was reluctant. She started dating. And she was married twice, as a matter of fact, both long-term relationships. And when she got out, she was pretty bruised, but she decided to give it a shot. And she opened up a world we spoke. And she actually opened up her world. We talked about being diverse and not necessarily um, being open-minded. Mm-hmm. It's great today. And, and you can meet people from all walks of life, right? right. All, all cultures, all races. Open up your world. And she has met somebody. And she said, you know, if it wasn't for you, I would have never even thought of going out with this person. And then there was some flips in their relationship. Again, bringing it to me and realizing not to bring it to her family. We went through the blips and they right now are working their way through it. I don't know if they're going to get married. I don't know if she wants to get married again, but I do know that she's very happy. And it was nice to see she says, if it wasn't for you, I, I would have never. And I felt so good. And I've had men. Uh, tell me the same thing. I had another gentleman tell me as well, my client Steve, he said, you know, I've really learned to open up my world and mind because we have this expectation level, you know, of what we think is going to, you know, be arriving on our doorstep. And sometimes we have to just peel back those layers a bit. And you'd be surprised at what beautiful people you can find out there. You just have to give it a little bit of time, a little bit of effort and have the right tools. That's for sure. Have you actually had a chance to marry one of your clients yet? Not yet, but I got to tell you, I come across a lot of people that I meet because I'm also on the wedding chamber of commerce (laughs) that say, you married us, you married us. And I go, I (laughs) did. I don't, sorry. I've done over 3,000 wedding ceremonies for class 11. I don't remember everybody. Yeah, there's there's no way. 3,000. Have you you ever dressed up as Elvis and married somebody in Vegas? No, I know. (laughs) I know some great Elvis impersonators. No, that's not what I do. But it's a fun, fun industry, I have to tell you. It's really, it's so rewarding. I, and, and I always tell people, don't ever give up on finding love. One of the best uh, stories I have is I married a couple three years ago, uh, Vivian and Sam. And I'll never forget, they were my last wedding of the day on February 14th, my 14th, 13th wedding that day. And it was amazing. Sam was just so excited. Vivian was coming down the aisle. So Vivian was a cougar. She was 92. Wow. She was 92. Yeah, <laughs> for her. And he was 87. Wow. And wait, she was in a scooter and he, okay, he was in a walker. And they met six months earlier in assisted living. And they couldn't keep their hands off of each other. So you know what? No matter what age you are, you can find love again. And that's true. I'm sure I've got somebody listening right now that is going to want to connect with you. What's the best way to do that, Maria? Uh, so easy. I'm very uh, accessible. 
you can uh, email me, Maria, at truelovenots.com. And it's, of course, true love, and then knots is K-N-O-T-S dot com. And you can call me on my cell, 702-501-4150. I will take the call if I'm not performing a wedding or with a client. And the back of my book that's out, Going From Just One to Plus One, has my personal email address on there because I think it's important for people to feel that they can connect with somebody that can definitely maybe give them a helping hand. No, I, I agree with that. What, what's the name of the book again? Going From Just One to A Plus One. Oh, I like that title. That's a great title too. Going from uh, just one to a plus one. Love that. Well, you've been such a fascinating guest to have on the show. Thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, your stories, your humor, and uh, for helping people find love. I think that there's nothing more hope-filling than the idea of finding your true love, somebody mm-hmm. that you can partner with, somebody that you can spend the rest of your life with. So I, I, I think you and I are both giving hope to people. We're just doing it in different ways. Right. Thank you so much. Remember, you can find love again no matter how old you are. I believe that. <laughs> I do too. Thank you so much. Bye. All right, Jen, that was so much fun. So interesting. Mm-hmm. She is a phenomenal speaker. I, I loved how she came across. What'd you think? I thought she was amazing. Like, I loved talking with her. I did as well. And, you know, I'm fascinated. And I, and I got to tell you, mm-hmm. slightly curious. I really wanted to know what the backstory was. Like, so she said she's got three questions. Yes. Right? And the first one is, have you ever been convicted of murder? Yeah. Second one was, have you been abducted by aliens more than once? I thought that was cute. More than once. Now, if you've only been abducted once doesn't qualify, but more than once and then do you currently own an ak-47 i would love to know the backstories right. for each one of those maybe they're in her book they are probably we need answers you know we've got to get that book yes i agree do you have the name of it yeah it's going from it's going from one to plus one that's the title of it. going from one to plus one yeah, that's it. But, you know, like it's fascinating, but I could see how scary it would be. Uh, like in the age of catfish and, mm-hmm. you know, people not being honest and like you can project yourself a certain way on social media and through pictures and it, et cetera. And then the reality of it is, is a completely different circumstance. I mean, it's got to be a very, very challenging. It's like a game that nobody wants to play. Yeah, but you have to play if you're going to find love. If you're going to find, you know, you know what I mean? Like you've yeah. got a date. Right. In order for you to find your next. And part of dating is you got to weed through all the weeds. Yeah. Or you can just travel the world and eat yourself or not yourself, but eat your way. (laughs) Eat your way through the world. Eat your way to happiness. Yes. Eat your way to the love of food. Yes. And you know what I love that she said? And I've never, ever heard this before, but it's so true in many areas of your life. Um, I would rather be alone than to wish I was alone. You yeah, know? so it's that like, was powerful. Yeah, like I don't ever want to wish I was alone with somebody. Yeah. I'd rather be alone. That's that's like the whole don't settle. Yeah, you know, don't 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 settle for less than what mm-hmm. your standards are. Right, and even if it might take you five years to find the person that you need to find, you know, like don't settle for the vanilla cake when you know there's chocolate out there. Right, right. Ah, oh, wait for the chocolate cake. Wait for the chocolate cake, people. <laughs> 
Make sure it's the right one. Vanilla's so boring. You didn't like the chocolate cake the other night. You said, this tastes like it's from Costco when we actually got a chance to go out to a restaurant. I said So it, it sounds like you have a very high standard for your chocolate cake. I do. It looked like it was from Costco. And well, did it taste like a Costco cake? I did not cake? taste it. Why not? Because you just said you got to wait for chocolate cake. Because sometimes you can't get past the look right? It's like dating. Sometimes you just can't get past it to see what's inside. So it didn't spark your taste buds. So don't judge a book by its cover, but that's just what you did. I do that. I'm going to admit it. I do it. You judge a book by its cover. Sometimes. Sometimes. When it comes to cake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much, Maria. Thank you for your perspective. Uh, Lots of hope nuggets in that conversation. And by all means, if you're somebody that's single right now, reach out to her directly, truelovenots.com. She's got lots of resources there. You can make a connection with her. And uh, I believe, I believe you can find love if you go through the right process. You You gotta have a plan. Get yourself a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Put me in, coach. Put me in. I want to play. <laughs> All right. So uh, how would people hear more of our hilarity, Jennifer? Well, they're going to tune into iTunes, right? Alexa. Amazon Alexa, iTunes, SoundCloud. Yes. Spotify. Stitcher. And I Google. No. <laughs> I Google. I do Google. You do Google. Yes. Apple Podcasts. I Google Google everything. Play. You do. I do. And guess what? Google has a profile of you and they only give you your results that you want to see. And I appreciate that because I don't want the other nonsense. That weirds me out. It's kind of like dating. Just give me what I want. Wow. Not that I date. (laughs) Wow. I'm a little concerned. All right. So, and if somebody wants to connect with us directly on our socials. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Hope Radio Podcast. Reach out. Make a connection. Maybe be a guest on the show. Maybe tell us we're doing good. Maybe tell us we're not doing good. No, don't say that. No. We don't want to hear that. Buy us chocolate cake. Buy us chocolate cake. We love cake. That's the best idea I've heard all day. Cake by the ocean? No, you can't say that. Why? Cake by the ocean is not really cake by the ocean. What is it? Do you need an education? What is cake by the ocean if it's not cake by the ocean? It does tie into uh, dating. Oh my gosh, we've gotten off the rails (laughs) once again. Well, here's what I think we should do. I think we should have another podcast. Maybe we'll get on the rails again tomorrow. Okay. Should we? Let's get back on those tracks. All right.